1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Barry. We're into the 1 o'clock hour here at KSL News Radio. Remember back to Tuesday night? Yeah, it feels like an eternity ago. Tuesday night was the first in a series of three presidential debates, which will uh, take place, maybe, you know, with the uh, the news from the White House of the president testing positive for the coronavirus, the, the future of the debate schedule, a little bit up in the air. We're going to try to uh, nail down some of those details later on, including uh, Utah's own vice presidential debate, which will uh, which was scheduled uh, to take place next week. We're going to have a conversation with the co-chair of the Utah Debate Commission. Uh, we're also going to be speaking with Jason Perry, who is the chairman of the campus debate steering committee trying to find out if the vice presidential debate will in fact take place, uh, and if so, will there be alterations to the protocols or what? We'll find out as many answers as we can uh, later on. But this past Tuesday was, uh, was the first presidential debate, and I think the, uh, the consensus is that it was not a debate, but rather a debacle. And as I woke up the next morning and was checking my text messages and looking at emails and having conversations, uh, there were many who said to me, uh, yeah, you know what, this is... Uh, further evidence that we need to uh broaden the pool of candidates who are able to participate in these debates that the two party system has for so long uh generated what uh you know we kind of perceive as our only two options and i was reminded uh of the fact that there are <laughs> there are other people running for for president of the united states and i'm not i'm not talking about kanye <laughs> no i uh, in this instance i'm talking uh about the libertarian party uh, Joe Jorgensen is the, the party's nominee for president. We have on this program uh, had Spike Cohen, the vice presidential uh, nominee for the Libertarian Party. He joined us uh, joined us about a month ago. In fact, exactly a month ago, September 2nd, uh, when he was uh, speaking with Utahns at a rally ahead of that. Uh, we had him here on the program. And joining us today is uh, Joe Jorgensen, Libertarian nominee for president. Uh, Ms. Jorgensen joins us now. How are you?
0: Hey, so glad to be
1: here. Well, thank you, Dr. Jorgensen. Let me ask you, first and foremost, as you have uh, this morning come to learn about the announcement from President Trump uh, and his positive diagnosis for COVID-19, how does that strike you? What's your reaction to that?
0: I mean, I don't have much of a reaction. Um, You know, he is human still. (laughs) Uh, He can catch coronavirus just like everybody else. In your I, what, what, yeah, what bothers me more is, you know, how he's handled the coronavirus for the rest of us. You know, whether or not he has coronavirus, you know, I'm you know, the doctors, of course, say he caught, you know, they, they probably caught it early, not showing symptoms. So um, I think the bigger story really is basically, you know, what's happened to our country.
1: What are the practices of your campaign looking like right now? Are, are you are you hosting rallies? What, what is your what are your interactions like with uh, would be voters?
0: Oh, we are hosting rallies. In fact, we're on the campaign bus right now. We just left Manchester, New Hampshire, and we're on our way to Portland, Maine. And we follow whatever rules they have in the area. In fact, we had a. Um, a Something put on with uh, Matt Kibbe interviewing uh, Congressman Justin Amash and me, and the place came out and they told us that we had to either wear masks or be six feet apart, so we followed the rules. So, we, you know, we just go by whatever they say locally.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, let's go back. Let's go back to Tuesday night and early Wednesday morning as uh, attention was certainly focused uh, pretty exclusively on the debate between the nominees from the two major parties, Republican and Democrat. Uh, You heard me mention in the uh, in the lead into this conversation, that I was uh, flooded with comments from people saying, uh, "You know, uh, you really ought to look in the direction of uh, Dr. Jorgensen. Uh, has some things to say. Uh, probably would have benefited everyone if she were on the debate uh, stage." And in fact, I, I believe that your your website had a major influx in in traffic. What have What has reaction been? Uh, what have you observed <laughs> since Tuesday night?
0: Oh yes. Yeah. You know, we were doing pretty well. In fact, from the beginning of our campaign, 75% of our volunteers had been from outside the party because, you know, we're hearing people say we just don't like the old system. It's broken. It's not working. And we got two old rich white guys, as the media keep calling them, running. But I would say that's the least of the problems. I would say the the biggest problem is that both of them have a one-size-fits-all that they expect everybody to fit under. Neither one of them wants us to make our own decisions. Both of them want to spend our money. Uh, Neither one has any answer to the crushing health care costs, and neither one wants to bring the troops home. So really, they're, they're showing all of this drama over two policies that really aren't that different. And, you know, I understand why a lot of people voted for Trump. He said, you know, he came in as an outsider. He said, I'm a businessman. I know how to balance the budget. I know how to cut spending. I know how to bring the troops home. I know how to get things done. And yet he's done none of that. And so I'm trying to tell people, look, I'm the outsider you were looking for with Trump. Uh, I've got nobody, uh, no special interests. I've got no favors I owe. And so um, I'm here.
1: What would uh, what would Tuesday night have looked like if you were included, Pam?
0: What would it have looked like? Well, first of all, I know how to act with civility. In fact, I am a teacher, (laughs) and I do know how to handle problem students, although I'm not sure that the moderator did or each other (laughs) knew how to handle them. But I would be telling Americans, look, we are in 160 different uh, countries around the world in our military, and it's making us less safe, not more safe. We spend more than the next seven countries combined. You know, we could cut two-thirds of our military and still very well uh, defend our shores, defend our borders, and have a very strong military for our own country. And by the way, we keep hearing about how great France is because they got five-week vacations. Yeah, well, maybe they've got five-week vacations because we're paying for their military. And in the area of healthcare. You know, all we have to do is look and find a system that's working. And right now we've got a system in Singapore that's working in which uh, the state of Indiana is kind of fashioned into a similar system in which they have catastrophic health care insurance where they only, you know, just like everything else, like for your car or your home, which only uses insurance for unexpected costs, that's how they use insurance and so costs are held down. And if you look at the only somewhat two free market systems we have in this country in healthcare, which would be uh, LASIK surgery and cosmetic surgery, you'd see that prices have gone down dramatically over the last 20 years because there's competition. So why not have competition and allow people to keep the savings uh, from when they uh, you know, go out and look for healthcare? So I'm not hearing really any solutions to any problems. I'm hearing a lot of name calling and a lot of red team versus blue team, but I'm not hearing a lot on the policy issues and what they would do to fix them. And, you know, they keep saying big government, big government, government can fix it. Well, if government can fix it, why didn't it fix it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago? And what's ironic is I ran as a VP candidate in 1996, and I was complaining about the $5 trillion debt we had back then. I mean, now we're at five times that. I look back at 96, and I think, oh, how quaint we only had a $5 trillion debt. Mm -hmm. And they, they don't even seem to care.
1: We've been speaking with Joe Jorgensen, Libertarian candidate for president, the nominee of that party. Uh, and, and our time has come to an end. You, before I let you go, t- tell me your, your website where people can learn more about what you're up to.
0: It's Joe20.com. That's dot 20com And I'd love for people to hear some uh, real outsider ideas that are, are with the Constitution and have American values.
1: Dr. Jorg- Jorgensen, thank you for your time. Best of luck to you on the road. Oh,
0: thanks so much. Glad to be here.
1: All righty. We're going to take a break here. When we return, we're going to recap some of what we have learned and look at some of the questions we have uh, yet to answer when it comes to this uh, bombshell announcement. Uh, bombshell, that's a word I borrowed from David Janevick. Uh This bombshell announcement from President Trump that both he and the First Lady have tested positive. The coronavirus. Uh, There are many more details uh, that we have since learned uh, from that announcement, and we'll share those next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and